radio on your stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually petty radio on the stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order You are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And as always, on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerve DJs Radio. You already know, man, I'm Jobs and I'm your host. And I, it's only legends around here, man. You go get somebody else if you don't want legendary shit. But over here, that's all we rock with, man. And today is absolutely no exception. I got good money 100 in the building. What's going on, King? What up, what up, man? Uh, see, man, it's out here living, man. You know, I always like to say, man, staying on the top side of the top soil, man. I'm trying to just stay on the top side of the top soil, baby. It's better to be looking down than looking up. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Yo, man, how's life, man? How's your family? Uh, man, everybody good, man. You know, my, my old lady, she good, man. Family good. Son, I got a 22-year-old son, man. Good. You know, uh, all my good on this side now, man. So, shit, we, we blessed. Like I say, we on the top side of the top, so you man, so we blessed, you know. A lot of people ain't Yo, making man. it to our age, man. A lot of people ain't, you know, I ain't that old, but I'm old enough to know that, hey, a lot of people don't make it to the age of 45, man. So I'm blessed to put 45 years here on this earth, man. You know, man. highly favored, man. Thanks to the of most man that you know that i'm still here and the crazy thing is that not even just being here at the age of 45 it's like still being here and being you know healthy enough to get on the stage still being healthy enough to you know get out get in my car go where i want to go you know what i'm saying to be able to take care of myself provide for my family and stuff like that man so it's a blessing man man you know i'm 51 man and it's a lot of niggas i grew up with that ain't here yeah you know no doubt about I got plenty of homies that's uh with, with the flowers as they would say pushing daisies and then I got yeah. a you know I got something that's you know locked up behind this man that's behind them wide that's behind them barbed wires man with them L's on their chest man and that hey man that ain't what it is man you know the L supposed to mean life man. supposed to celebrate life you know what I'm saying we ain't supposed to give it to somebody else I ain't trying to stand in front of them black roads man let them uh delegate what my future gonna be, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, like I said, it's a blessing to be here, man. It's a blessing to have my freedom. It's a blessing to have my health, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I got an uncle. That nigga been in prison since I was at least five, and I'm 51. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Uh, that ain't the way to live, man. That ain't the way to go out, man. We only get one. That definitely ain't the way to go out. Have you ever seen anybody that, that did like about 20 and just get out? Yeah, my um, I mean, I actually got a relative, man. He was the uh he was actually the first.
first person, the youngest first person in Michigan to be incarcerated into the prison system. So he was 14 years old when he went to prison and he did 30 years and he just got probably about two years ago. And uh, I mean, it's just, you can just see how time, how, how time and technology and everything changes so fast that when you do that amount of time sitting down, man, it's like, you know, they come out lost. They come out lost in the sauce, man. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. You know what I'm saying? They say that po- them, them supposed to be, you know, re- rehabilitation, but man, no. ain't nothing, ain't nothing getting rehabilitated, man. Let's just, they just lock a nigga up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rondo, man. Exactly. I was on, I was on the Greyhound bus station. Matter of fact, it, I got off the bus station downtown Detroit, the old bus station, and it was a nigga that just got released from Jackson that had did two decades. And the look on this nigga face, man, it was like he saw aliens when he because he yeah. when you came out the bus station, if you look to the right, you could see downtown. And this mm-hmm. nigga, like he was looking, and and you could see like like the him thinking, damn, this ain't what I left. Not at all. Man. It's, like, it's confusion, man. It causes confusion. And this is why it's crazy, man, because, um, you know, there, there's a statistic that say that 80% of people, like if you, if you are incarcerated for a year or more, 80% of people go back within one year. And that's the reason why, man, because, you know, a lot of people yeah. come out and they just don't know how to adapt to what's going on out here no more, man. Yeah, they institutionalize. You know what I'm saying? But it's man. crazy to know that one year, that 80% I didn't know that. Like within one year, man, it's crazy, man. So it's like, you know, hey, y'all stay the hell away from them bricks, man. Ain't nothing behind oh them bricks, God, I promise. Man. Yo, all right, so let's see. Your father, your coach, uh, MU grad, Music, um, outside and, I, and outside of family, because I know family comes first. But what's your first love? My first love outside of family is uh, honestly, man, it's probably football. Like I grew up playing football as a kid, all in the little league system, man. High school, college, put a year in semi-pro. Um, I was blessed enough to where you know one of the, one of my songs blew up on a on a worldwide stage. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of uh, took me away from football and I was mm-hmm. blessed enough to the opportunity to go back to football and give back actually in, in PAL. So uh, I coached in PAL, which is the police athletic league. I coached in PAL for eight years, the Eastside Cowboys. We uh, played at Persian high. So I'm um, sorry, bro. You from the Eastside? <laughs> We're from the Eastside, man. Yeah, I'm from West Seven Mile, bro. Like- <laughs> hey, 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 we, all, hey, we all on the mile road, man. We all on the mile road. I'm fucking with you. Right, about it. I got fellas on the east, west, all over, man. You know what I'm saying? But it was like I said, it was a it was a blessing to be in the in the position to be able to give back, man, and take some of the knowledge that I learned over the years playing football. You know what I'm saying? Going through a you know uh D1 school, had a, a full ride scholarship to Division One school, being able to play on that type of level, and you know learning things that I learned, being able to come back and you know coach our youth, man. Like I say, I started in Pal. Coached mm-hmm. there for eight years, and then I went to Mount Clemens High School for two years. And this year, this year coming up, would be my second year at Lakeshore High School. So I'm just putting putting that work in, man. And it's a, it's a, it's a blessing, man. You know, where's Lakeshore at? It's in St. Clair Shore, so that's like 13 oh, miles, okay, yeah. like 
Jefferson. Yeah, exactly, man. I ain't supposed to be over there, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not driving out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Against all lives, man. When you get to prestigious schools knocking at your door, man, obviously you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Nothing, but especially being a man of color. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, these schools was more, you know, dominant, pro-dominant, like white schools and stuff like that, man. So to be, you know, a, a, a man of color on the coaching staff and as much love and support that we get over there in that community, man, Coming from where we come from growing up, man, it's just like, you know, it's a blessing, man. It's, you know, I can say times is changing a little bit. You know what I'm a saying? Bit. Yeah. A little, a little bit. bit, man. A little so bit. So wh- wh- where, where, where would you like to end up coaching? Like, what's the dream job? My goal personally, man, is, is to go to college. I do want to coach college football. Um, I, I don't really care if it's Division three, Division two, or Division one. You know, like, that's my that's really my final goal. In college, mm-hmm. if I post college, if I can get to the next level in the NFL, then hey man, hey any NFL, NFL coaches out there or head coaches, man, y'all need some staff members. I got y'all, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the, the the biggest goal, man, is you know try to win a couple championships here on the, on the high school level. Go over into college, like I say, Division three, Division two, Division one programs. It really don't matter. Try to get some championships there, man. But the overall picture of it is just. You know, giving back to the youth, man, and trying to, you know, install some morals in them, man, and some discipline in them, man, and, like, let them know that, you know, that football, I like to tell a lot of my players over there that, like, this can change your life. Not only can it mm-hmm. change your life, it can change your family's life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially when you got these high school kids, I let, I try to get them to understand, like, you know, in four years, you can be going into on a scholarship somewhere. Now you're getting your schooling paid for, you're getting your education free. You know what I'm saying? You complete four years there. Some of y'all with exceptional talent can do a year or two. And I mean, but you got an agent and you get millions. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'll be trying to tell a lot of them, man, you're only six years away from potentially being a seven figure guy. You know what I'm saying? You just got to apply yourself and do what you need to do on this level right here. So, you know, my goal is really just, you know, spread that, spread the knowledge, man, spread the word, man, and like mm-hmm. try to get our youth and our young man in a better position, even if they don't, you know, Go to the NFL, go to the next level, nothing like that, man. Get that education. You know, go be an entrepreneur. Go start your business. Get your LLC or something. Like, start start uh, grooming yourself to have a successful future. You know what I'm saying? It all starts now. Like, it all starts now. Especially once, you know, like I said, the group of kids I got is high school. So, that's I'm a varsity offensive coordinator. Oh, but, that's nice. Know, to seniors, that's that time, man. That's that time to groom. That's that time to learn. That's that time to soak, soak everything up. Let, let, me, let, let, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Let, let me ask you this um you you out there where kids ain't really struggling you know so is it is it harder to coach kids that that may be a little bit more spoiled a little bit more entitled you know what this is the this is the craziest thing with this like i said i coached in Powell all them years so you know the parents and the kids that you deal with is des- definitely less fortunate the mm-hmm. kids that you know on these sides of towns, or you want to call it the suburbs or whatever, it's mm-hmm. really not even the kids. That's the biggest issue that you would have. It's not the kids, it's the parents. Okay, I got you. It's the parents feeling like they are entitled or their kids are entitled, or that you know, because they may be an alumni or they may be this or they may be maybe that, that you know, they kid don't have to work as hard as the next kid do, and then he should be on the field on gang day. No, he, that, that ain't how it works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some, some schools go by that code, though. It's crazy because some schools go by that code. 
You know what I'm saying? But how can you win like that though? You can't win doing that shit. Most of them don't have winning programs that's like that. You know what I'm saying? So when you go into programs like them and you and you coming in with that, you know, that hard knock type of coaching style, and like you know, if you're gonna be on the field, you gotta deserve to be on the field. You get, you know, conflict, man. You know, you get parents and their feelings, parents, you know, upset. And it'll be a kid, you know, it can be their kid and their kid, like he working hard, he doing this, he doing that. And mm-hmm. then it's just the parent that's causing all of the confusion or whatever. And on the other side of it, the kid just like, well, you know, I that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? So us as coaches also got to know how to separate the kids from the parents. It's because your parent is acting yeah. a certain way. Don't mean nah, I'm going to punish you on the field or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? If you're working hard, you putting in the work, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and, 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 and you dominating then you're going to be on the field. That's just the type of coach I am. You know, you got to put the work in, though. If you ain't putting the work in, man, then, hey, you're going to be on that sideline, bro, and that's just what it is. So so musically, have you stopped or are you still going? Oh, no, I'll, I'll never stop doing music, man. As long as like, long as my health, pray, pray to God, thankful for, for the years so far, but as long as my health is good, I'm going to continue to do music, man. I know there's like a, you know, a, a stigma unfortunately kind of on the music industry well you know it's not even the music industry it's a stigma on like rappers or artists like i don't even call myself a rapper i'll call myself an artist because the music okay. i do paints more of a picture than than it's just rapping you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but but uh it's just like you got you got country music guys be 60 70 50 some years old still going on stage <laughs> going you got R&B guys still out there getting it, doing music, doing what they doing. You know what I'm saying? You got rock and roll guys. Come on, man. If people go to rock and roll concerts, man. They they rocking out at 60 and 70 years old. You know what I mean? But as soon as it comes to a rapper and he reaches a certain age, it's just like, oh, man, he too old to be rapping. He too old to be rapping. I mean, that's the same thing as that somebody that worked. You know, I'll just rewind back for a second. A guy mm-hmm. said something to me about it one time, right? About, mm-hmm. man, you still rapping, man. You like, ain't you too old to be rapping or whatever, whatever. I say, bro, where you work at? He told me where he work at. I ain't going to you know, put that on blast where he worked at. I say, so now, you 45 years old. You going to stop working? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? <laughs> this, is my, this is my profession. This is what I do. This is how I eat. This is how I take care of my family. So this is me working. Why should I stop working because I'm 45? You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes no sense. Like, is you gonna It's stop changing working? now, too. Like, like I, matter of fact, uh, um. Daddy-O was in town, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago from Stetson Sonic. Uh-huh. So, and I went and chopped it up with him, and bruh's like 60. Yeah. And he got an album coming out with Speech and Chuck mm-hmm. D. And he let me listen to some of this shit, man. And, man, it did. see, the difference is some niggas that sound like old niggas, it's like you still doing hip 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 hop hop. You can't do that. Right. I ain't saying you need no, to be no. talking about sliding <laughs> on your ops either, but it's gotta be like a healthy medium. And some niggas have found that healthy medium and, and they they doing their thing, and some niggas don't want to progress any. Exactly. No doubt about it, man. That's like where I come in is that um at this point, man, it's like I started in the music industry doing like dance party music because that's what was popular then. And mm-hmm. now I'm to the point where, it's like, you know, I want to show my versatility on these next few projects that I got going up, coming out that, that I can do, you know, a lot of different music, touch on a lot of different genres and stuff like that with music or whatnot and stuff. But, you know, it's a message in some of my music, man, is, you know, I'm talking about, you know, real life stuff. So, like, 
learning life and, and knowledge and, and you know how to become more successful and prosperous, it should never have an age on it. I don't care how it's being delivered or who it's being delivered from. You know what I'm saying? Like my like Flav is one of my best friends, man. My my big brother, my homie like that, man. I talk to him a lot. We hang out a lot. We do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. together, man. He's got a project getting ready to come out. Really? You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, yeah. And if you see a lot of um if you see a lot of like a lot of shows now, even though that's being booked, a lot of them are the old school artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like I think I think I think like social media kind of came in and you know helped direct that into you know the favor of you know like the the OGs of the music industry or whatnot. I mean, I, obviously it took away from a lot of stuff, but I did I do think it helped shine light on artists that kind of paved the way or whatnot and kind of, you know, put them back in the forefront to where it's like, hey, man, as long as I'm still healthy, bro, I can get out there on that stage and rock. The people know I got hit records. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, if, I, if my name True. is on the ballot to go out there and perform, then, you know, I still got a following that's going to come out there and, and follow me and get down. Because if you see a lot of these older, you know, older rappers, OG rappers or whatever, their followers are huge on social media. Their are huge. Well, you you know what that is though is that our, our generation grew up with hip hop, and so this is the first mm-hmm. generation that has grown up with hip hop as the standard in music. So whereas like my mama generation, the oldies but goodies was you know like the 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 Rolling Stones or Motown or you know what I'm saying shit that they was they grew up on. Well, shit that we grew up on is now, right. and not only that, we are allowing those artists to 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 continue to you know now you seeing hip hop the the rolling stones of hip hop you know mm-hmm. like like Wu Tang still 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 touring uh yep. as a matter of fact I uh I seen Trick Trick uh Mikey actually uh invited uh me and Troy and a couple of other cats to see Scarface okay you know and that was oh my god fucking dream come true right see what I'm saying <laughs> exactly yes. exactly Exactly. Yes, and, and, and so now you're seeing the results of that, though. It ain't just Scarface. It's a lot of motherfuckers out there that, mm-hmm. and it ain't just national artists. It's niggas that, you know, Awesome Dre still doing his thing. Yep, yep. You know, like, I, I need to know where uh, Amir the Merciless is. If you know where this nigga is, please tap me in. Because he made one, <laughs> oh my God, that one song, A Day Without a Rhyme, changed my motherfucking life. Yeah, I, I'm going to do, I'm going to I'm gonna have to, Tap in with a few people and see if I can see if I can get a location on him or something on him. I definitely plug in. Please do, man. Yeah, that and the red the, the red tape. Isha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. man. Yeah. So okay, so I mean, you you grew up on the east side. You um, fuck with Trick Trick, right? Trick Trick is your guy, right? That's my OG, man. I've been rocking with Trick for 30 plus years, man. I met Trick when I was like 12, 13 years old. I'm 45 now, man. So I'm solidified GSM for life, man. So you was goon squad when Nick, when y'all was still writing shit on the walls. Man, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like nigga, I remember seeing that shit right to the east side. Like, man, what the fuck is the goon squad? I'm one of the day ones, man. I done seen a lot. I done been through a lot, man. That's why I say it's a blessing to be here, man. It's a blessing to still have my feet on the pavement out here getting it, you know? Yo, that nigga is one of the nicest motherfuckers. I was surprised, like meeting them in person, like just the nicest motherfucker. And, well, you know, you thinking, you know, I, I, he gives off a, and I've interviewed him before. He was a really cool dude to interview, but mm-hmm. he kind of gives off a, I fuck you up persona. 
which I'm sure he will. Um, but you know, when you meet him personally, he don't give off that same vibe. Not at all. Not at yeah. all. I mean, he, uh, you know, you got to think, you got to think the era and the time that he grew up in and the things that he saw, you know what I'm saying? And like they always yeah. say, like, we all, we all are a product of our environment, no matter what, wherever you, however you grow up, however you come up, man, you're a product of that. You know what I'm saying? And then you kind of, you know, you kind of grow and you grow and you grow. As you get older, you get, you know, you're supposed to gain more knowledge. You're supposed to get more wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And then, you're supposed then, to. Then you're supposed to take that and you're supposed to give it back to your people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and Trick is the perfect example of doing that. Like, I mean, I don't really need to speak on his history like that, but a lot of people know who he is. A lot of people know where he come from. A lot of people know how he get down. But you also still see Trick out here in these streets you know, doing community events, uh, doing backpack giveaways, giving back to the community, man. Um, people out here committing heinous, crazy crimes against kids or women and stuff like that. Man. He, yeah, he, he, you know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, go by zero tolerance, man. And like kids and, and women and elderly is off limits. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, if you stay out of the way of the OG, then all you got to do is stay your ass doing the right things in life. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, yeah, you know, you may have a problem, man. But overall, man, you're a solid dude, man. You know, loyal, solid, caring. You know what I'm saying? Family man, take care of his family, take care of his people, take care of the goon squad, man. Like, we go out of town, man, he take care of everything, bro. I mean, he literally take care of everything. He don't care what it is, man. Might even ask you, you want something, you want something, you want something, bro. We go to malls or something, man. He be like, bro, what's that damn thing? Don't throw it up there. You know what I'm saying? We go to eat and the tab is one tab. You know what I'm saying? He's paying for everything. He's paying for everything. You know what I'm saying? If you see you working hard and you you do what you're supposed to be doing, and you fall come short on something in life, he understand that. I said, like, hey, bro, here, you go a little bad, get on your feet. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it. Back. I don't want that I just want to see you. I want to see you do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you, you was breaking up a little bit. You know, there. I always Damn, call I, him I, OG, man, because he taught me so much. Yeah, you yeah he taught me so bit. many things, man, coming up, you know, as a child, man. I, was, I said, yeah, can you hear me now better? Yeah, I can hear you now better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, like I say, I met him when I was like 12, 13, man, and I was lost in the sauce, man. Like, you know, I was doing some crazy, wow shit, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he did give me some type of structure and some type of balance, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Although we were still going squad, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we still kind of moved by, by a certain code. And really, if you wasn't fucking with us, we wasn't fucking with you. That's really what it was. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people didn't understand it or thought like the GSM family was, you know, be starting trouble or starting this. No, not at all, man. We just kind of was the ones that finished the shit once it got started. You know what I'm saying? Or we saw something going on that was going on. You know what I'm saying? Then we may be like, hey man, that ain't that ain't that ain't that ain't going on. You know what I'm saying? That's not what's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? So he's always been a you know a provider and a protector of his community, man. So when you got people like that, man, that look up to, you know what I'm saying, there's nothing but but good benefits that come out come out mm-hmm. of it, man. Like like I said, man, I was a troublesome guy, man. Yeah, I went to college, I went, I went there a lot of stuff. A lot of that stuff was to help with his words, his knowledge, his wisdom, the things that he would sit down and talk to me about. Like, he has been plenty of times where he had to grab me money. Look, sit your ass down, man. Nigga, you can't be doing this. You can't be, you know what I'm saying? Like, give it to me like, 
Like OG supposed to do it to Exactly. That's real shit. That's real shit. And I accepted it though, because I understood that he was only trying to put me on the right path and, and make sure that I had my mind right. That way I could become a Lakeshore football coach now. You know what I'm saying? A coaching path, a business owner now. You know, I own three businesses now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey man, it's nothing but salute, love, and respect to the OG, man. That's dope. That's dope. What high school did you go to? I went to Clinton Jail. We called Clinton Jail, man. So it was like the it was like the I won't say the alternative school, but if you was a if you was a Detroit kid or something like that, and you got kicked out of school, everybody went to go to Clinton Jail. So it's on the other side of eight miles in the suburbs, basically. But we called it Clinton Jail, though. But it's a good school, man. You know, I can't complain, man. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I did what I was supposed to do in there. And like I said, earned a full full scholarship ride to Eastern Michigan playing football. So, shit, I, you know, I did what I had no. to do. That was the first college I went to was Eastern Michigan. And I, uh, I was wild, man. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> it was, it was bad. School, I took that shit. I took that shit to a whole nother level. Yeah. And I, I remember uh, I stayed in the dorms up on the hill. And man, yeah, that's what I stayed at. The first time being on my own. Yeah, I stayed in Pittman. I stayed in Pittman, yeah. 708 Pittman, man. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, oh, yeah. That was where you wanted to be at. That was where you wanted to be at. I ain't want to be in the valley. I want to be on the hill. It's popping on the hill. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The hill got the hand up there, the dominoes, that, you know, had the spots up there, man. I should have never let this, I should have never been put up there, bro. Like, it was bad. You was cutting the fuck up, in other words. I never had that type of freedom before, you know, right. not that my mom's was like super, super strict. She wasn't, but I was scared of my mother, like flat right. the fuck out. So yeah, if my mother went out of town, I wasn't throwing no parties. I wasn't sneaking nobody in because I, my mother wasn't going to come home and beat my ass. Right. <laughs> but when I got to school, when I got away, yeah, man. Oh, my God. What, what What's the... The one piece of advice that, that you give your players as they graduate and go into the next level. It's basically, man, um, I'm more of like a, uh, you know, like a game plan, man. Like, it's, it's like, uh, it's like if you're trying to start a business or something and you got to write a business plan, right? Mm -hmm. To present these certain group of people to try to get the funding or whatever you want to get. That's kind of the same thing with life once you're coming out of there. Because it's the reality now. It's the real world now. You know what I'm saying? Your parents going to probably still look out for you. But they, it ain't their job really to take care of you like that no more. You know what I'm saying? So really it's Facts. more like create you a game plan, man. A longevity game plan is the same way as you was creating a, creating a business plan. You know what I'm saying? That way that you can find some type of success within your life by the time you get 25, 26. Because you know that old saying, man. They say like, you know, the... The person you are, once you turn anywhere between 25 and 28, the person that you are in is basically the person that you're going to always be. You know what I'm saying? So I like to just try to remind them, man, get you. Get I disagree. You a, I, I disagree also, but that's just kind of like, you know, that was like a a quote of, you know, how some people will put it or whatnot. Because I know I definitely ain't the same motherfucker I was when I was I'm not even fucking close. I'm not even nowhere near. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if it's more of a characteristic type of thing that they may have been speaking on or whatnot. 
but I just try to let them know, man, get you a game plan, man. Like, you know, because life, it, it ain't no joke, man. It ain't no game, man. I got a tattoo on my arm, and it says life on there, and it, it means something. It means live it for every day, L-I-F-E, live mm. it for every day, life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, you know, I try to make sure that they're on the right path. I try to make sure that they are prepared for what's coming next. And like I say, that's the real world. I mean, regardless if you're going to college or if you're just going into the, you know, the job world or whatever, man, get you a, uh, go to a trade skills school, man. Get you some type of trade, get you some type of something, bro. Cause you got to feed yourself, man. You got to take care of yourself. A lot of these young boys out here, you know, they, they going around about to be ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah, girl to girl to girl to girl to girls, you know, they bouncing around or whatever. Next day, you know, they got three, four kids or whatnot, man. They can't take care of them. They can't provide for them, man. Then it's, you know, it's just kind of repeating that cycle of, you know, kids growing up, no parents, mama just hot, hot to thought or whatever or whatnot, man. So it's really like, man, you, you got to create that game plan. Everything that you're learning really in high school is really to set you up for the next level that you're getting ready to go into, which is basically, you know, adulthood. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, right, you got to wake up in the morning, probably about yeah. 7 o'clock, 6.30 or something, then you go to school. You go to school for almost eight hours. It's like seven hours, six hours, whatever. You're in school for almost eight hours. When you get in adulthood, you're waking up at about 7 o'clock in the morning, you know what I'm saying, and then your ass got to go to work for about eight yeah. hours. And yeah. making it nowadays, you got to go 10 to 12 hours. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you got to take, you, I try to let them know, you got to take all this stuff serious, man. You have to take it serious. You got to take it serious now. You know what I mean? Because, uh, I mean, it's always, you know, it's all, you can always get thrown off track and you can always get back on track. But if you ain't never got to get thrown off track, why get thrown off? You know what I'm saying? I, I know for man. sure, man, a lot of us coming up in our era and how we came up, we saw a lot of different things that this, that this generation see we we did a lot of different things that this generation yeah. do now you know what i'm saying so things are a lot different man and like we you, we really have to as adults we really have to start trying to tap inside of these young men and young women heads and kind of see man. exactly where they at man this is why they saying mental health is that is at a high you know what i mean because it's uh you know i hate to say it man it's just like you know our generation now man they just feel like entitled and they have have to feel that you're not entitled to nothing. You ain't. You're not gonna get shit. Nobody's gonna come and hand you nothing. A bag of money ain't gonna fall in your hands. You know. You can pray. It's just you want, bad bro. parenting, though, too. It's coming to like, save you tomorrow, bro. Ain't none of that happening, man. You're gonna have to get out there. You're gonna have to do it. You got to get on. You got to get on your grind. And you're gonna have to put that work in. You know what I'm saying? It ain't necessarily this generation, though, man. I think it's it's a combination of this generation and poor parenting. Or and I won't even say poor parenting because the object of the object of being a good parent is to make 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 it a better life for your children. And sometimes we swing the pendulum too far and we forget that working hard helps create a better life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So instead of making uh little boo boo earn the two hundred dollars for them Jordans. We just go buy them just get, because just we can afford it now. And now that's yeah. something they ain't got to worry about. Well, they start thinking they, they deserve those Jordans just for their existence. And mm -hmm. now you got a problem. Yeah. At that point in time, you have to be able to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you keep you keep that crutch up under. It's the same thing as if you keep a pacifier and the baby's muffin is born. If you don't never take it away from them, they're just going to keep trying to, you know what I'm saying, rely on yep. it. So it's like, 
you gotta take that crush them up under them, man. You 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 gotta you gotta teach them that ground. You gotta teach them that hustle. As parents, yeah. we gotta be on their head about you know what I'm saying and what what they want to do. Um, you know when they when they become adults, you know. Facts. Uh, you know, God bless them all that y'all make it to become adults because you know once again a lot of our young men and women man are dying out in these streets, man, and a lot of them not even making it to be 21. Crazy. They're not experiencing adulthood and stuff like that, man, or they being incarcerated with L's on their chest, man. So. You know, it, it, you you absolutely right, man. I totally agree, man. It's you know, it's all about parenting, and this is you know another role that I like and enjoy about being a coach because you know I'm a coach. I'm not their parent, but we we play certain roles in these children's lives. Because I know my mm-hmm. coach, my coach, and my college coach played a played a key role in my life. Also, you know what I'm saying. So if I can be that one to change a person's life, you know, if, if it's just one. You know what I'm saying? It changes somebody's life. I have kids now that I coached in PAL. Mm-hmm. I have some that's, you know, red zone crazy right now and acting a damn fool. Mm-hmm. I know a few have passed away, unfortunately. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, murder to, to, to gun violence. And I also have some that's just got full ride scholarships to colleges. And I have a few that's now just got drafted into the NFL. You know what I'm really? saying? So it makes you, you know, it makes you proud to be that person that was kind of there for them. And Who that, you got you know, that got drafted? They, when they talk, when they come back at you, and they say, uh, when they come back at you, and they say, "Man, thanks, coach. Man, I thanks for you know believing in me. Thanks, coach, for this, and like thanks, coach, for that. Thanks, coach, for this and stuff like that, man." So it's just you know that that in itself makes it make me feel good, man. And it makes you uh you know it makes you you know understand the reason why you out there, man. Like we all here for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Some of us don't even know our reasoning why we here. Some people go through their whole lives. And never understand really the reasoning of being here. You know what I'm saying? So once you find that reasoning and why you here, man, you gotta really follow that script, man. That's the script a good man laid out for you. Man. Once you follow that script, man, then that's when your blessings really start coming in. Cause that's a lonely existence, not knowing why you're here. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. Who went to the league though? Who got drafted? So I got Bulls and AJs now, man. They they in them they in them blocks, man. I actually had another kid, uh, Messiah. He just got a full. He was he played at Cass last year, so he's got a full ride scholarship to uh, Tennessee. Um, Cass be putting I, out some I, thoroughbreds too. Yeah, I coached uh, Tyson. I don't know if you know Tyson Acuff. Uh-uh. Tyson Acuff. He played. He was point guard or whatever at Cass for a while. He he's at uh, Eastern Michigan now, so he over there with Imani Bates and them. They put a nice little team together over there. Yeah, your man going guys. to the league too, ain't he? Oh yeah, he gonna go to the league. Yeah, he might have about to go to the league now, but Tyson yeah. Tyson will probably get into the league too, man. So it's just seeing these guys prosper, man, and see them, you know, you know, keep putting that hard work in, man. And once you see them on the next level, like I said, make you feel good, man. It make you feel That's good. I don't know. It's something about me that, you know, it makes me feel good, not like others, you know what I'm saying? It makes me feel good to see other people doing good. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't like to yeah. see that for some yeah, reason. I don't I know. You. I don't know. Is hating their DNA or hating their blood or what it is, man. But I want that, you know, I love seeing other people doing good. You know what I'm saying? Especially if I had a world or two or something that I told them when I was in high school or something that I told them when they was in Little League and they like, Coach, I'll never forget when you told me this and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Those few words. That shit makes a difference. Yeah, that shit makes a difference. A lot of times, a few words, a lot of times, a few, just a few words can change somebody's life, man. A few words, man, you know? Some people oh, can man. be ready to go jump off the edge. You know what I'm saying? And just because you said hi to them, 
You know what I'm saying? Or you said, how you doing, man? This and that or whatever, man. Let me grow a, a, a coat and a sub sandwich or something like anything, man. So it'd be the littlest things that you really don't understand how it may have affected another person's life, man, to where it may, you know, stop them from doing something when they was feeling, you know, depressed, stressed, or, you know, mentally defeated or whatnot, man. So, you know, I try to, I try to, you know, stay cool, man, keep it, keep a level head, be kind to others, man, and just, you know, do all the right things. Cause I know by doing that, man, that's the path I'm supposed to be on. And that's what, that's, what's going to allow my blessings to come. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. My blessings ain't yeah. coming. If I'm out on grimy shit, if I'm doing, if I ain't, no. you know, taking care of my yeah. business, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, my blessings ain't coming. Yeah, you know? you're just going to end up with goofy shit in your life because you earn You're going to end up with goofy shit, man. I'm an energy person, man. Whatever you put out there is coming back, man. You put it into the universe, man, it's coming back. That's how it's coming back to you. You know what I'm saying? I Boom hope you're right, man, because I'm, I'm, I deserve some good fucking energy. I've been working on it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, keep doing it, man. That's what I always say, man. It's, it's, never at, it's never at our speed. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. It's always at the it's always at the man upstairs speed, man. So you know, just stay at it, bro. I promise you, stay at it, man. Don't wait till I'm 80. I don't want that shit then, bro. Cool. Fuck it. Hey, hey, fuck it. Hey, if mine's coming, if mine's coming, I'm 80 over, I'll take it, man. Cause I'll be in the best. No. You know what I'm saying? I'll you know, be pissed. I definitely feel it. Right. I can't even enjoy the bag now. You know? <laughs> I'll take that too, man. Hey, you got Spark in the Park Music Festival coming up. Who, yes. who are you looking forward to hear to see him perform? Because and wait a minute, before before you even answer that, you got B Real, you got Method Man, you got Rodman, the Yang Yang Twins, Trick Trick, you, Polo Frost, uh, let's see, Willie J Peso, DJ Blondie. Uh, I, I know I'm missing P-Dot. somebody. My girl, Who? P-Dot. 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 And, and more. And TNL, yeah, and more. And more. So who are you looking forward to seeing? Man, I don't just want to sound like that, man, but you are. And I, wait, 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 wait. I'm, let, hold on, hold on. Let me check myself. I said Rodman and his Red Man. Yeah, Red Man. Red Man and Method Man. Yeah, I, I had to make sure I corrected that. Mm-hmm. Personally, personally, man, like I said, I don't like to sound biased or like that, man, but I, I love watching Trick perform. I soak up so much from him, and I'll actually be on stage performing with him, one of the songs mm-hmm. that me and him got together, so I'll be performing on his set also. But I just love seeing his performance, man, the energy that he brings to the performance. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll be at rehearsals also, so I see the time that he put into it. A lot of artists now don't put the rehearsal time or that type of time into preparing for shows anymore. It's kind of like they got their show set, they got their formula, they've been doing it for so long, they just kind of go out there and, and, and press repeat. You know what I'm saying? Trick yeah. always got something different, it's always something new. And then I just love the addition of the band, the GSM band, man, the live instruments, man, uh, May and Bay, uh, May and, uh, and, and JB. And man, them boys, be, them boys be jamming sticks and they, they be jamming, man. Maestro. Like they be jamming, man. So I, you know, first and foremost, I look forward to watching that performance, and then of course, met the man in red, man, because they just such legends in the game, man. They, they, that's just you know, one show that I'm gonna be standing 
right probably on the side of the stage like bro yo <laughs> t- t- tell this. mikey i need some fucking tickets bro backstage i need two backstage uh, i need to be there two backstage so I- I'm I need to that. see Meth and Red Man and Trick Trick and yeah. you and, yeah. and Polo Frost too, because I fucks with Polo. Yeah. No doubt. Polo put Polo gets it in, man. Polo's I've been watching Polo for a while now. Now, man, his grind, his grind, his work ethic is is what's putting him in the driver's seat now, man. Like mm-hmm. I say, a lot of artists they don't want to work that hard. You know what I'm saying? They want somebody to do a form. You know, some want to hire a manager, some want to hire a PR company or this or that publisher or whatever, and try to like. You know, expect them to do all the legwork, all the groundwork, man. But you know, the music industry is a lot different now, man. You you have to connect with your fans, man. Like I used to always go to this festival called South by Southwest. Oh yeah, and they yeah they taught us so much. You learn so much by going and actually going to the classes. Like a lot of artists just want to go party, hang out, or whatever. No, like I go to the conference and I go into the classrooms and listen to these ANRs and listen to you know the, the speakers and stuff like that, man. And one of the biggest things that I took from there is that them touching bases on that. You as an artist have to connect with, I don't like to call them fans no more neither, man. With your family. You know what I'm saying? I call them family. That's a good way to put them, it. That's a beautiful way to put it. I call them all family, man, now. So it's like you have to literally connect with them. You have to make them, if you want them to go into their pocket and download something or go into their pocket and spend their hard-earned money, on some merchandise that you got to sell or whatever, you have to make them feel like, like they are a part of you. You have to make them feel like they are a part of your movement. You know what I'm saying? That's what's gonna make them hit the hip. That's what's gonna make yeah. them hit the hip. You see so many celebrities now, they get to a certain place, they get to a certain place, and they just, you know, I understand you can't appease all your fans. You can't talk to everybody. You can't, just, it's like, it's impossible. You know what I'm saying? But you have those little moments to where it's like, few right here, few there, few there. Man, let me get a picture, bro. Take that picture with them. Yo, man, let me get this, man. Let me get an autograph. Give him that autograph, bro. You know what I'm saying? It, spread, it spreads like a wildfire, man. It spreads like a wildfire. Like I say, I'm with Flav a lot. So when me and Flav, I, you know, it's one thing that I soaked up from him. He, don't, he tries not to turn down a person asking him for a picture ever. Literally. Like somebody asks for a photo, he going to get it to him. If we're in the middle of bowling or we're in the middle of doing something or whatever, he'll let them know, hey, hang tight. When I get done with this, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And this is why his this is why his longevity, and, and this is why he's he's still relevant in the music industry today, because he's he interacts with the people still. He interacts with his family. You know what I'm saying? He let them know that the same same way you care about me, I care about you the same way. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate you for spending fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, or whatever it was to buy a ticket to come watch me perform. You know what I'm saying? Without without mm-hmm. them, bro, let's be real. Without them, as artists, we ain't shit. You let's got no real. Yeah, you're nothing. Who are you if you don't if you don't got family, you know what I'm saying, rocking with you? If you don't got people screaming your name and bobbing their hands or whatever when you dropping your lyrics or you on your show set, you know what I'm saying? You you are nobody at that point in time. You know what I'm saying? So giving Thanks. back and making sure that you always connect with, with 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 like I say, family. Making sure you do that, man, is is is, is very key. You know what I'm saying? That's why I, I stay on top of it. I, that's how that's what also keeps me right. relevant. So look, we're gonna take Trick Trick out of the equation. Give me your top three Detroit MCs, all time. My top three Detroit MCs of all time. Yes. Who you got? I got Royce the Five Nine. This is no particular order. All right. I gotta throw my man's proof in there. 
Are we just going so with artists? Underrated. Yes. He's very underrated, man. If you listen to his lyrics and what he talked about, man, is oh, and I just gotta I gotta crazy. put my man Dilla in there. I know he was kind of like on more production side or nothing like that, but just you know, I look at I look at also producing is the same thing as writing music. I mean, you when you're producing music, oh. you are actually writing music. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I would actually, and maybe I'm biased because he's still doing his thing. But if we're gonna go like producer wise, I'm gonna go with Helliver over Dilla. Helliver, Helliver is a Helliver is Helliver. Helliver is Helliver, and I I respect that. I respect that. It's one of the ones, man. It's just that, one of the ones. You know what I'm saying? It's, they it's both tough. have yeah. They both have had a crazy impact on the game at large. Yes, sir. You know, uh, unfortunately, and I tell us people tell us people all the time, like most niggas in Detroit had no clue Dilla existed until Dilla, until he died. Until he, until he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. And niggas from New York had to introduce most of us to the greatness of Dilla. Yeah. That's crazy, ain't it? That's crazy. Well, he crazy. wasn't a, you know, he wasn't a, uh, like most niggas from the city, man, is flashy. Yeah, exactly. I'm about to say, Dilla wasn't a in your face type of guy. He you know was not. He wasn't a talk shit type of nigga. He wasn't sure. a nigga. I'm from, you know, like he is, you know, he let you know where he's from, but he wasn't a, like he wasn't proof let you know, nigga. Proof was Detroit through no and through. Yeah. You know, no and I'm not saying it. Dilla was not Detroit through and through, but he didn't carry it in the same manner that not most niggas do. Not you know, so that kind of reflected. Back, yeah. He was, yeah. just laid, he was just more laid back. You know what? It's crazy that you're even saying that because it's like you feel like if he would have been more out there, you know, who he was and, and what was going on and whatnot, you know, his name was already huge as hell, but I think it would have carried even further. You know what I'm saying? To where, like, I don't you know, think so. I think quite the opposite. You know? I think I think his music was a reflection of who he was and his music transcended everything else. Like if he was a more gregarious type of cat and you know talking a lot of shit, I don't think he would have had the same music. Oh no, no, I'm not saying like talking shit and being like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just more like on the on the on more of like the uh, you know out on the scene. Yeah, I get what you said. Yeah, a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, of course he was out there, but like you know if he was out out in the scenes, like I ain't saying like proof, but not like not. I get what you're saying. Proof's character of proof. Proof yeah. is proof regardless. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you find, you see proof every fucking where. Like, you go to yeah. the suburbs, proof. You go to, you go to this bar, <laughs> that bar, proof. You go to this rap battle, proof. You go to this battle, proof. You go here, proof. You go there, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that, that helped generate his fan base. Let's be real. That helped his fan base. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, a lot of people on, like, as we say, as far as out, out this way, it's like a lot of people on the suburb sides don't be knowing who the hell people are you know what i'm saying until like you say they pass away or something happened and now it's you know headlined on the news or or some uh celebrity type of person is now speaking about this person you know what i'm saying and it's just like oh i didn't know that then they start looking for all their music and searching and they're just like oh this shit fire you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. bro so yeah but yeah i think we all kind of guilty of that Eliba, Eliba is, is is cold man he's he's kind of you know He's in the land of his own, man. You know what I'm saying? Longevity, man. It, it, like, 
you know, humble, very respectful guy, man. Handles his business, very, very professional about what he do, man. It's just, yeah, I, I salute people like that, man, because, uh, you know, in this music industry, man, Detroit has already had this had this, this label amongst amongst artists, producers, or whatnot, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's people out here that's like really getting that and doing that thing, man. That's not, you know, who you may think we are or whomever information you got it from. That's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the trick trick effect, that. though. Like, like, like yeah, that's exactly. A- it is, exactly. and, and and a lot of people, and it's not just me, but I've seen a lot of people give give this the 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 new wave of Detroit popularity can be traced to to trick tricks no fly zone. Oh no doubt, you know, no doubt, so, no doubt. It was just crazy it, how all that got. You know, I was right there in the center of all of that, so it was like it was just crazy how how. Oh, so so the the, the, uh, the the Rick Ross concert was you there? Yes. How did that go? How, like, like you hear about the shit in the media, but how did it really go down? Um, I'm, I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> remember we talked? Remember we said earlier? Well, <laughs> See, I did that one. Remember <laughs> what we said earlier? I said when it's when it's one of them. Yeah, I, I got you. I'm not gonna comment. You know what I'm saying? But I what, got what you. I, I mean, what I want to, what I do want to touch bases on about the like no flies on thing is that you know a lot of people was trying to say like you know. It was like extortion or chick was trying to extort people whatever whatever this man's a millionaire himself bro you don't need to extort nobody he don't need no money from nobody you know what i'm saying trick the, the no fly zone was more on like you know how that people when you come here because these can be the people that make sure that you straight and that you good because hey it's hey man it's man i can i ain't gonna even start throwing like mile roads or streets or none of that under the, under the bus but it's niggas out there in detroit bro that's hungry and and, and such and such and such and such in here hey they might try to go get down on you bro but if they know you fucks with such and such and you cool with such and such in them they may not come down there fucking with you you know what i'm saying so it was never really nothing about extortion at all man it was really more about for your fucking safety when you come to this city, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, but you know what? If you're gonna eat in my if you're gonna eat in my living room, you should kick, help cook the meal. No doubt about it. I mean, that was another piece to it too. It was just more like uh, you know, throw some, you know, this is why I love it. It's like, you know, throw some local artists on these shows, man. Y'all bringing a lot of these, you know very popular celebrities and, and like rappers and entertainers out here to get down when you got, you know, artists right here in Detroit, bro, throw a couple of them on there and let them open up. You know what I'm saying? Let a few of them be the open the hatch, bro. Let, you know, let them get some type of, you know, discovery card or something flowing around, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you hear it, you break little bread in the city. Don't just come here, you know, don't just come here, rock a show, you know what I'm saying? And then dip out 24 hours later and shit and then go back to your city and then be rap song talking awesome should be trade because I one thing I can promise you, man, damn near every artist in the music industry that's not from the city of Detroit has damn near mentioned Detroit in their raps. Facts. Cause that's credibility. At some point in time. So it's like when you hear, bro, you know, shit, go, go, go drop some bread down at some of the local spots. Since you claiming you be here, since you claiming you do this, since you claiming like our folks with Detroit like that. Then go drop some bread in some of the, you know, the local shops. Go drop some bread in the moms and pop shops and shit. 
know what I'm saying? Don't just hang downtown, bro. Go to the casino, nigga, and then say you was repping in Detroit and you was doing this. Detroit. No, you nigga, no, you wasn't, bro. You came here, you Man. collected a hundred thousand. You, you hid up in the motherfucking casino in your room for twenty four hours, and then you flew the fuck back on up out of here. That's what you did. You know what I'm saying? Man, talk to him, bro. Tell him again. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but yeah, man. like you gotta think about, about it. Like ever since then, like just just bit this black owned biz, and Detroit has always been eighty five, ninety five percent black people, depending on what generation you came up in. But now, like you know, like Rose Spit, uh, like like you, he got a couple of stores, um, the three and the third store, uh, the Avenue mm-hmm. of Fashion. The Avenue of Fashion is fucking dope, bro. Like mm-hmm. you, and it ain't just okay. We selling t-shirts and gym shoes. It's niggas is selling paintings. It's bars. Yeah. It's, it's it's a a whole hodgepodge of black owned businesses right right there on a, a little mile stretch on both sides. Yeah. It's so so fucking beautiful. And yeah. it's like it didn't just affect music, although I think it taught brothers a lot about ownership and a lot about doing things for self. Cause it's a lot of cats in Detroit that's just, just just doing it themselves, man. It's just a beautiful thing to see, bro. No doubt about it, man. If I say you know about you know the entrepreneurship, man, and that uh, you know, hey, showing the world that, hey, man. Like I said, like personally, man, like my story, like I got a story. You know what I'm saying? Me and one of my business partners, his name uh, Knowledge. You know what I'm saying? We got a story, right? So we got the clothing brands. We got hold all on, our clothing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just say it like that, bro. Where your store at? And what's the name of it? My store is my store is actually in Roseville. So, but it's okay. called Detroit Grind Strong. We actually getting ready to change the name. The name was created by our three clothing brands. Okay. So my buddy's clothing brand was um, Detroit Shit Clothing. Okay. My clothing brand was Grind to Greatness, and my other the other owner was uh, Smoke Strong. So we took one word from each brand. It was like Detroit grind strong. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, one of our partners is not with us no more. So I'm we getting ready to, to kind of change the name. Yeah, so we getting ready to change the name of the store to something else. We don't know yet, but that's gonna be coming soon though. But um, like I say, man, that's three, you know, like I say about you know, looking out for each other and coming together, it shows you what you can do versus just, you know. Instead of like trying to be the enemy or be the hater or whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because like, man, I ain't rich. My partner ain't rich. You know what I'm saying? So we really just took a few pennies that we had. You know what I'm saying? Shuffled them bitches together and like, bro, let's create something. You know what I'm saying? Like we did it during the we did it we did it during the pandemic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They walked through construction going on right in front of our store. So our store is in Roseville, but we on we right on Gratiot, just okay. north of uh, Utica Road. So we right between like Utica Road and uh, 12, all that is. So 11 miles, okay. in between 11 miles and 12 miles, basically. So, um, but like we got a full clothing brands up there. We started off, we started off with just our three brands and then we um opened our doors up to vendors. So now we have okay. like six, we have six other vendors in our store now, basically all Detroit people, all entrepreneurs like us, you know what I'm saying? All just want to, you know, want to grind, want to work hard. But they needed somewhere to put they, you know, put their material in. They needed a brick and mortar stop type of place to be able to put their material in. So we opened it up to vendors, man. Like I said, we got like six of them in here now, and I think we got like two more coming next month. And uh, and my other partner, he do a lot of film and video stuff. So we opened mm-hmm. up a film video department in here. And then obviously I'm on the music stuff, and I'm like I'm sitting in my studio now. So I have a so we have a full blown music studio in here now. It's open to the public. People can come in here and record. 
I'm probably the only place that have a, a plug and play type of system. I ain't like picky about my equipment or nothing like that. I do still tell people, hey man, just be respectful, treat it like it's your own because the shit ain't cheap. You know what I'm saying? But right. like, so say if, it's a, say if it's an engineer out there, right, that really don't have the you know the studio to, to get the professional sound that he's looking for, the good mics, the good interface and stuff like that. But he has a program on his laptop to record. Well, he can mm-hmm. come in, book time. He can plug and play his laptop. He can plug into the HDM thing. He can plug into the to the interface and bam. He off and running. You know what I'm saying? And then if you need an engineer, we got an in-house engineer also. But like I say, nobody's offering that to people. You know what I'm saying? We want to open this place up to the public. We want people to be able to come in. We want people to be able to get they get their craft or their art done. You know what I'm saying? If you got film or any videos, whatever you want to shoot. We got the department here. We got a green, we got a big green screen in here. We got a white uh-huh. wall and we got a black wall in here. Yeah, our, our building is like 3,800 square feet. So from the outside, it don't look that big. But when you come in, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. So um, it's just like, uh, and I understood that this was opening up doors and avenues, like I say, for other people to be able to come in, other vendors to be able to come in. You know what I'm saying? Other photographers out there that's, you know, taking pictures or got photo shoots or whatever, they can come in and bring their clients in and put them in a professional set. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's safe to go with the studio or whatnot, man. And like I say, it's open to the public. It ain't like, no, nah, man, yeah, I can't. No, nah, bro, it's open to the public. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> we want to create the avenues for other people to be able to come in and get the work done that they want to get done. You know, if you're dedicated and you're working hard, you know, and that's how I look at, you know, for us, another thing is it's like giving back and like, you know, doing all the right things, man. It's like, bro, be somebody that will help somebody. Be somebody that want to put somebody in position to do better in their life. You know what I'm saying? How can, how can you not feel good about that? How can that not be beneficial to you if it ain't nothing but beneficial to your soul, your mind, and your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit should make mm. you feel good. When people come yeah. in here and they leave out of here like, man, I recorded over here and recorded over there. My shit never sounded like how I sound now. That's what it's for, bro. Come on back. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't trying to knock people's heads off neither. It's $50 an hour, bro. Very reasonable price. $50 an hour, two-hour minimum block. So you got to basically book two hours. Basically $100, bro. You come in here and get it in, man. I got the AKG C414 microphone in there, bro. Big knob interface, man. Got MPD boards in here, bro. Keyboards. Like I said, they plug their laptop in. They can put it up on the 42-inch screen up there. They can go off of that. Got the JBL MK3s, 308s in here. Got some Mackie 5s in here. Good quality sound, man. Coming through a good quality mic, man. It's, you know, the doors the doze is open. It's open to the public. Come in and get the work in, man. Come get it in. That's what I want to see. I want to see my people doing good. I want to see my people. To take you up on that offer. Good. Come do an interview out there. Pull up. You can come out to. here and set the whole podcast thing up out here, man. Right here in the store, bro. There's plenty of room. You can set it up and do what you want to do with it. Set it up in front of the green screen. You can put your uh, put your like logos and stuff up on that green screen the whole time, bro, and get it in. Hmm. I might have to do that, man. We have to uh. I have to tap in, man. I'm have to give you my number after the show, man. Um, if, if people want to get in touch with you, man, how they go about doing that? Um, basically, like Instagram, basically all social platforms is Good Money G100. So, like uh, Apple Music's, if you're looking for music, it's all Good Money G100. If you're looking for um, just social media content, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that, Good Money. Good Money is one word, and then G100. And uh, or you can just go to my website, goodmoneyg100.com. I tend to send a lot of more people to my website, man, and create more traffic to my website. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I mean, I just found that it benefits me 
more yeah. than than I mean, I appreciate the streams, I appreciate people going there, but if if I have my own platform, why should I be promoting Spotify's platform? Why should I be promoting, you know what I'm saying, titles platform? That's where a lot of artists think is, you know, getting lost also in their music, man. It's, it, it, no disrespect to these platforms. We appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? But we're not getting paid. Artists aren't getting shit. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's just yeah. be real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's be real, bro. So, you know, if y'all out there, man, create your website, man. Create you some avenue to where people can go there to, to, to your direct site. Download your music. Or if you want to give it to them free, however you want to do it, man, you can you can monetize your website. A lot of people don't know that you man. can monetize your website. Yes, yes. And have commercials run on your website and have ads run on your website. And to where even if people don't download nothing from there or buy nothing from there, you're getting that click for them going to your website. You know what I'm saying? Get your website, monetize it, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and send people to your shit, man. Send people to where you want people to see you at and what you're doing. That way, whatever come through, man, it's coming directly to you. It ain't got to touch Thanks. three, four different people's hands before it touch your hand. Is, they're already giving us pennies on the streams. You man, know what I'm not, saying? Not, not even pennies. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm I mean, that's just some good advice you know I can give give out to artists like that, man. Because um, I mean, let's just be real. This this the way they do it, the way they're doing it now, it was done intentionally. Yeah, it was only oh, done intentionally. So the power, the, the the big labels, the big corps, the, the elite people of the music industries, the power started slipping out of their hands. When when you can sign somebody like Cash Money, Cash Money, I just use them for example. When you can sign up for like thirty million, get them thirty million. They go do what they do. Bam, they pay that thirty million back. They can be out of their contract now, and now they still huge. They still big. Now all that money is them. Now, yeah, you know what I'm saying. They like Whatever that they shit. Do. Yeah, they already got the fame now. So everybody's still fucking with them. The same way with plenty of other artists that's like that. Basically, any artist that get big like that. It's the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and now they the, the big label stuff, they feel like that's taken away from them now. All of a sudden. No, man, just go find you another artist, bro. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to eat off me forever. You know what I'm saying? That, they so want to. You ate off me for four or five albums. There's plenty of hungry artists out there that you can go put on. You know what I'm saying? Just keep that cycle repeating. Instead, you know, I hate to say it, man, but it's greed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so absolutely. These platforms, platforms were really created to take the power back out of the artist's hands because artists started getting too powerful. They started yeah. creating their own labels. They do yeah. this, they get all this money, and they create their own labels. Now they're signing their own artists. No, the industry was like, no, we can't do this. So now we'll create all, all these fucking <laughs> platforms. We'll create all these platforms. We'll let anybody download music to them. We'll let anybody put their music up there. I don't care if it's a 10-minute, I mean, if it's a 10-minute garbage song or if it's a two-minute ringtone or whatever. We'll let anybody download to this stuff. And now we market this to the world. Yeah, buy this subscription for $9.99. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So now the latest, yeah. they don't have to, they don't have to sign artists like that no more. They don't have the, the big cost that they have to spend to push an artist to get him over the top to where they, you know, where they blow him up like that. No, they mm-hmm. have all the platforms. They have the platforms doing all the work for him. Facts. They're doing all the work for him. Yeah, they they lazy that's- and they gritty, you know. But I don't think that's changed much over the years. Uh, <laughs> but on that note, man, I want I want to thank you so much for your time, your energy, and your wisdom, bro. If there's anything I can ever do for you, man, all you gotta do is say the word, and I got you. Man, I appreciate you, man. Like I said, I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. You know, touching down with me, man. Um, we have to do it again, man. There's so many things oh, that I want to 
get into, you know, a little bit more in depth about a lot of other things, a lot of stuff that I got going on, a lot of stuff that I got coming up or whatnot. So, you know, man, let the people know, man, it's going to be too, this to be continued right here, man. We're going to pop off. On oh, the absolutely. Stage. Definitely. Let me know when. All right. I appreciate you, my brother. All love and respect, man. Everybody that's out there, y'all tuned in and checking it out, man. We appreciate y'all. Much love. Good money, G100, G2G. That means grinding greatness, baby. Grinding no greatness, I like baby. that, too. Yeah, I like G2G. that. Grinding greatness, man. That's my clothing brand, man. That's the mission I'm on. That's what's up, man. That's dope, man. Um, And don't forget to tap into the store. Uh, Don't forget to tap into the music. And go check them out at St. Clair Shores, too, man. Man, you come on, pull on up. Check me, check, check me out. Go this nine and zero season, man. We going nine and zero this year, baby. Oh, that's what's I'm up, man. Stay champs. King. Yeah, I'm looking to play king. I'm looking for king in that district or that regional championship game, man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I ain't calling him out, man. I ain't calling him out. Sound like it, bro. Sound like it. I'm saying that's, I'm saying that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? We all <laughs> in the same division, so we got to We gonna have to go through him to get there. We gonna have to go through him to get where we trying to get to, though, man. So you know. Hey, you gotta do. You ain't you're supposed to be that way, though. No doubt about it. You're talking shit. You're supposed to be that way. On that note, man, um, I'm out, man. Definitely appreciate your time and your energy, bro. And you have a good one, man. If you, like I said, oh, if you need anything, man, hit me up. I got you, my brother. Appreciate you. Oh, no doubt, man. Peace. Yo, man, y'all already know, man, it is your talent that gets you on the show, man, but it's your story that makes you stand out. Um, shout out to Good Money G100, man. Absolutely a dope conversation. If Man, what the fuck? Why nobody tell me about this eye right here? Oh, I don't even know how they got that way. Um, and if you don't know, man, uh, I still, you know, I still, still rapper, man. My skin is my sin. I just, you know, anyway. Um, on that note, man, uh, shout out to everybody over at Nerve DJs, DJ Johnny O, Big Health, DJ Squirt, T-Rex, uh, the whole family, man. Absolutely appreciate all the love, the wisdom, and the energy. You know this is Jobs, and this has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Yo, and don't forget, man, check out M3S3 Clothing, man. They had a dope-ass weekend uh, this past weekend in Miami. Um bunch of recaps all over the fucking place uh shout out to fred man keep doing your thing bruh family is family man shout out to no studio and get you the whole team over there man much love uh and respect and i'm out